To a new episode of It's Not That Bad podcast. I am Fern here with Dom. What's up? And we are joined by my cat over here. Which was that one, Moo Moo? It's Fatty. Fatty. And we're going to talk about the Golden Globes <sighs> and how marvelous it was. Marvelous? Yeah, everything won that should have won. What? So, Dom, who were your favorite winners? Um, well, I didn't really get to see the, th- the whole ceremony because I w- was at work. Um, but well, should we talk about the big winner of the night? Yes. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama. Yes. Which was, um, I forgot. <laughs> I was looking at, um, <laughs> I was looking at Christian Bale for, uh, Vice, which Although, like, I know it's, what's his name, Adam McKay, and it is supposed to be, like, a com- like a dark comedy. I feel like that should have won, like, for, like, drama, right? I, see, like, this is my, my whole, like, thing with the Hollywood Foreign Press. Like, I, f- I feel like they nominate things, like, they've done that before. Remember, what was that Johnny Depp movie, The Tourist? That wasn't, like, a comedy, but they nominated for it. Or, like, they nominated The Martian as a comedy. Oh, yeah. And it's like, but how... That was way more of a drama than anything. How is that a comedy? It's just because you wanted to give it the Golden Globe, and you knew it was not going to win against these other dramas. So you're like, let's put it in here. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about it with uh, Green Book. Yeah, Green Book was funny, right? Mm -hmm. But But it was way more hard-hitting, I think, than Bohemian Rap... Bohemian Rhapsody. Or like Black Klansmen because, eh, I don't know. Um, but you, you know my point. You get my point. I'll put it out there. The first really cool thing is, and I know you'll like this too, Best Animated was uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. Was like, hey, finally, not Disney. Mm. Which it Which is funny because it did beat like Incredibles 2 and Ralph Breaks the Internet, which... They were both fine. I still haven't seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, but I'm assuming that it's probably better than both of them. Allegedly. Allegedly. And then Best Foreign Language Film, it was Roma won. I mean, because everyone knows it's probably going to win Best Picture if it's not if Beale Street could talk or Green Book or A Star is Born or... We all know Bohemian Rhapsody is gonna win. Oh my god! It better not. It better not even be nominated. That's all I, all I got. No, say. it's definitely gonna be nominated. No, because no, that's not how. That's not how. The, the story Golden... of Queen <laughs> on the, the big screen. Yeah. Not nominated. You're you're ridiculous, though. At least best original song. Um, Lady Gaga did win for that for Stars Born. Speaking of, I guess was like original score. Mm-hmm. And it was First Man. And it's like, since we're doing this podcast, right? Yeah. And I constantly look for original scores, mm-hmm. right? And some of them are like, huh, this is way better than I thought. Like uh, like um, The Hateful Eight, that like Ooh, beginning yeah. song in that first, the, the, the first scene, that whole like, I think it's like an eight minute song. For some reason, it just gets stuck in my head. Like, it's just, it's just that good. So when these movies come out, it's like, oh, I get it. 
I think people wanted something like Black Panther to win because, oh, at least it gives them, you know, whatever. And Black Panther did have good music and stuff, right? But it also went against, uh, how do you say his Alexander Displa for Isle of Dogs. And it's like, who's better at composing? Justin Hurwitz mm-hmm. or Alexander Displot? Now, do you know what Justin Hurwitz also won for? The name sounds familiar, but I don't know. He only got nominated once more. I'll Was it Avatar? I'll give you a hit. It's two years ago. La La Land. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> but guess what Alexander has under his belt? Probably everything good, like Moonlight. Shape of Water. Uh-huh. Danish Girl. Okay. Imitation Game, which I think I saw that one. That was a pretty good one. Um, Argo. <laughs> King's Speech. <laughs> Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Oh, yeah, that's a pretty good one. And it keeps going on. But it's like, maybe at first you don't think about it, but it's like, oh, my God. And from what, like, I haven't watched First Man yet, right? But I was listening to the stuff, and it just, it sounds very fitting. Okay. Like the Orville. We like the Orville. What I what I always tell people about the Orville, it's like it doesn't go out of its way to be like this crazy, quirky comedy that's also in space. It's literally just um, making another like sci-fi space type of genre like you mm. would see with the Stargates. You would see with um, the Star Treks and stuff, right? And it feels at home just like all of them. The only difference is... They do like the like real like little funny parts here yeah. and there, right? That just kind of throw it out. Yeah. But if you listen to music like that, that music sounds like something I'd listen in Stargate, something that I'd listen to, in a Star Trek TV show because oh, it's not trying to. I know it's not mean. trying to be different, right? It's, try, it's trying it's, to make you feel like you're in that sci-fi esque, like oh, Brave New World type of thing. Yeah, and that's what First Man, the the stuff that I was listening to First Man, that's what it sounded like. Hmm. And so it's just like, I don't know. I mean, you can, you can say what you want. I mean, it also it also won against Mary Poppins, which, I mean, I don't know if you see Mary Poppins, but it's like eh, at least Mary Poppins tried. <laughs> uh, you know what I think is funny though is that like, and I think this is gonna, this this actually will translate to the Academy Awards, but like supporting actor and actress. Went to Mahershala Ali for Green Book and Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk. But it's like, like, why do they only get supporting awards? You know what I mean? Like accolades. When it's like, I feel like it's going to translate to the Oscars. That's how it always goes. And I feel like it's something that happens all the time. And that's why people say, use the hashtag, like, hashtag Oscars so white. Because it's like... This is what you guys do. You guys fail to nominate people who actually did a good job but aren't white. <laughs> you mean like how the best actress in the drama is um, white, 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 and um, oh, white? Yeah, because what I mean, what is um, what's Rami Malik? Is he white also? <laughs> yeah, he's probably some sort of white because <laughs> they only had um. John David Washington, and that's it. Like, it's just like, come on, you guys. And, like, 
Also, like, if you think about it, too, like, the, the things that were nominated for Best Motion Picture Drama, it's, like, Black Panther, right? Black Klansman, if Beale Street could talk. And then it's, like, A Star is Born in Bohemian Rhapsody, right? But it's, like, you chose, like, literally, like, <laughs> like one of the whitest films you could to win over, like, these three, like, and, yeah, you can say whatever you want about, like, Black Klansmen. At least, though, it does try to, like, make a statement about, like, America, right? Or, like, racism and this and that. And, yeah, you can, you can say that, well, they gave it to Green Book, but it's like, but it wasn't a comedy. <laughs> hey, at least Olivia Coleman did win for the favorite for musical, comedy or musical. And then, well, here's another thing that I, I feel like we should talk about, like, with the upsettingness that is bohemian rhapsody winning like even though they didn't like they didn't say like thanks to him or they didn't they didn't like acknowledge him in their speeches but brian singer was the original director he got fired because he quote unquote was um unreliable and unprofessional because of personal personal issues right because he kept like taking time off for family and stuff and this but it's like no it's really because of all the sexual misconduct allegations against him alleged <laughs> i did say that <laughs> allegation <coughs> yeah he probably did that shit but like he posted on on instagram that like he's like oh i want to thank everyone for like support what an honor like when, Hollywood when i win these awards it, it it gives me the ability to do things i never could have without this money and, mm. and fame like i'm touching so much more boys because you guys yeah. give me these awards wait so what thank you so much no wait wait go I back said, i said thank you no, no before that i said thank you so much no no but but after that yeah thank you no before that thank you so much and even, like, Evan Rachel Wood was like, so just are we all supposed to be pretending we don't know about Brian Singer? Because it worked out really well with hashtag Spacey and hashtag Weinstein. This, this also goes to it, to our point of, like, Michael Douglas winning for the Kaminsky method. Yeah. Have you ever heard of that show? I've never even heard of that I think show. It's on a, I think it's on, like, Showtime or something. It's music or comedy, right? Mm. But it, he's going up against... Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Bill Hader. Bill Hader! But you guess what? He's not the funniest. They're not, none of them are the funniest. You know who's the funniest? Kirk Douglas? Michael Douglas. Oh, sorry. Michael Douglas. I, yeah. In, in all honesty, I was serious? like, fuck. It, like, literally, like... In all honesty, like, if we're talking about one of the, the um, awards... That I feel like was a total misstep. This is definitely one of them because I I've, okay, I'll say right now I've never seen the Kaminsky method or whatever, yeah. but I can tell you right now it doesn't matter how good that show is or how good um, Michael Douglas is. There's no way that his performance can be funnier than any of these other guys. You didn't watch Barry, right? Yeah. That, God, when you watch that, not only are you impressed with, like, not, well, I mean, obviously we know how funny he can be, but, like, just how serious of an actor he is, too, like, this shows off. Like, he can be this really great, serious actor. And, like, even with Sasha Baron Cohen, I get that most people don't really like him, but 
we love him, but yeah. like, come on, how can you not say like him going to these people and They're calling genius. them out literally to their face? Like, at, I don't know. That's and what then, I'm saying. Like, best performance. It's like I, in all honesty, I think Atlanta should have won best series. Mm. I would have been okay if Donald Glover didn't win for best um, best actor, but I think Atlanta should have won. Should have been nominated and should have won because this this season was so fucking crazy. And it sucks that it wasn't nominated. And I, I I think when you look at stuff like this, right, where Michael Douglas wins, especially against all these, are like, not just funny people, but really, like, funny people, you know? Yeah. It, I don't know. It, it's really upsetting. And Yeah, it is. Like, yeah, you get wins here and there for certain TV shows, certain actors like whatever right but like i don't know sometimes you feel like like yeah those are just consolation prizes like oh yeah uh marshall lee like he won that whatever but like oh but like the real best actor right is remy malik because he played a guy who was super sexual not gay he wasn't gay he was a super sexual yeah no homo yeah and then, like, with Glenn Close, it's like, oh, but I haven't seen that movie, and neither did anyone else who, who voted for her. But you know what? I heard it was good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard and it was good. And you know good. what? She's been nominated a lot. Yeah. She's been around for a while. Yeah. She's very handsome. <laughs> Best director, Alfonso Cuaron won for um, Roma. At least it wasn't, like, Bradley uh, Wonder Bread or... Peter Mayonnaise. It could have been Spike Lee. Or it could have been Spike Lee. I don't know. I, I guess it was so frustrating because, like, I think, like, this year as opposed to all other years before, is like, I had my nose to the ground with this stuff, right? And, you know, I saw a lot of these movies, and I invest a lot of time in, in like, looking things up and researching here and there, and I usually don't like watching any like award shows and stuff it's just it's kind of boring it's the same stuff over and over just people patting themselves on the back yeah it's kind of like uh but i was like you know what after the year that we had and like i like i said i invested so much time in it let me see like let me see how it goes and it was just like people want to watch this shit like it fucking sucks and then like you're right you're watching it and it's like Oh, like, obviously, this is probably going to win. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, oh, my God. It would be one thing if it was a, a good upset, like, where it's, like, like Moonlight for La La Land, right? Like, everyone thought, like, wow, every white person thought <laughs> La La Land was going to win, right? They're like, of course, huh, this calls back to the good old days. You know, days where you could say things, like, I'm not going to say it because I can't say it anymore. <laughs> Um, and you could, you know, like musicals, you know, prestige. And then like Moonlight comes in and is like telling a real great like story about like real people in America. And like they even get that moment where like, oh, La La Land won. And like, <laughs> this is fucking stupid. Yeah. And then it upsets everything. Like, no, Moonlight won. Moonlight beat La La Land. I think we could have had that with uh, A Star Is Born. Is, uh, in all honesty... I thought if Beale Street Can Talk was going to win. 
Like, I, I did. Like, legit thought. But in my head, I was like, but I think... A Star I is Born. I think A Star is Born could take it. Because I feel like with something like if Beale Street can talk, that's something that you would imagine actually winning the, the Academy, Academy Award. Award. And so... Like like you said, like sometimes they feel like oh they could give this out to that whatever. I was like, but I think a Star is Born could because Star it Starborn or Star is Born is very good. Yeah, like we watched it. It's an amazing film. It, being a film that, in all honesty, if you would tell me about this film, like just sit down and be like, oh yeah, so this happens, this happens. I'm like, oh, we're gonna fucking watch that. Gonna watch <laughs> yeah. And this is the fourth remake. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Oh, sorry, the third remake because the first one would technically not be a remake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the fourth alliteration of it. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I was thinking, like, oh, for sure, I think that's what's I think that's what's going to win. Like, part of me was like, oh, no, Black Panthers, they're going to throw a Black Panthers. Like, no, they're not. They're never going to. No. Um, unless another movie like uh, Logan comes out, I don't think any of these, like, Avengers or whatever, I don't think any of those movies are going to, are going to take that. I think it's going to have to be something that's still very superhero, but, you know, kind of toned down in that way. Yeah. But, yeah, when when they called Bohemian Rhapsody, I, I was like, fuck this shit, I turned the TV on. But, that see, like, Bohemian Rhapsody seemed like the last film that was going to win. Yeah, like, I anything- thought he just got nominated to be like, hey, like, this was a, a good film this, this movie year, came guys. out. Remember, guys? And, this movie and came you know out. what pisses me off more is that this one for best drama, right? And yeah, yeah. we talked about, oh, you know, um, Green Book could have been in there or something, right? But when we're talking about 2018, it's like, what about like Annihilation? Like, Annihilation was so fucking good. What or, about Hereditary? Oh, yeah, Hereditary. And honestly, Hereditary probably would have took whatever Annihilation was going to get because no one gives a shit about Annihilation. But yeah, Hereditary could have easily been in there because Hereditary wasn't a comedy movie. You know what I mean? It wasn't a musical. It was critics loved it too. Yeah, it was something that I was hoping that would have got some sort of recognition, and it didn't. And then when that fucking thing won, I was like, "Fuck you! Fuck this fucking thing!" Yeah, it's because the ho- like I told you, the Hollywood Foreign Press they fucking suck. <laughs> Every, like I said, every once in a while they'll they'll do something good, like they'll give they'll give Moonlight. The, the one, but only because La La Land was technically a musical, or else the, it would have lost. Like if it was, if it was one category still, like Best Picture, like they used to have it before 1951, it would La La Land would have won. But since they separated it, oh, of co- well, uh, of course Moonlight could win because La La Land wasn't in there. Um, I guess all I really have to say after all this is that. Yeah, I can't wait for the end of the the end of the month, so we can see the Academy of nominations. And I feel like even though we might be still upset by some things not being nominated or not winning, you know, when well, it comes knows, to it, they always throw in either they'll throw something in or throw something out that you're like, what that you didn't see coming. Yeah, that's what that's what I was trying to say. Is like oh, I hope okay. that that yeah, something yeah. like that happens where, yeah, we might not get annihilation for. Best movie, but like who knows? It could be like, oh yeah, it's for special effects or what? fuck, I don't know, or even or even like yeah, original score because we talk about it all the time that that score gets stuck in our head all the time. Because <clears throat> one thing I think people don't get about the the Academy Awards is that every single category except for Best Picture is decided by 
their respective peers. So if directors, only directors can nominate and like can vote on that, right? Like actors, only actors vote and nominate and stuff like you know what I mean. So They're going. It's not like some random people who are across the pond who get to like, oh well, we love this film and it was Britishy, so we want it to win. You mean a very British scandal? Yes. Ooh. Yeah, I. <clears throat> I think um, it, it sucks, too, because like now I'm thinking about the Emmys, and it's like, I really want to sit there and fucking watch it now. Like, already after after all of the controversy it had and, like, how it's, cut, it's cutting, like, the, you know, the um, more technical awards and stuff, but it's like, do I really want to sit there and watch the Emmys? Because I already got shitted on by the Golden Globes, and it's like, it wasn't enjoyable. Like, yeah, there were some good parts. Um, like, that, that part where... Uh, Steve or Steve Carell comes out and they're doing the whole thing and and she's like in the backstage with her fingers <laughs> yeah. crossed. It's like, like th- yeah, that so was good and stuff so like that. And and <laughs> but other than that, it's like uh, like a lot of stuff. One that I didn't care for and mm-hmm. and yeah, I think I think the Oscars might be better, but it's like, do I really want to do I really want to try this again? Because like. I really don't like this shit, and, I, and maybe I shouldn't have started with this. Maybe I shouldn't have started <laughs> it. But it was on, and so I don't know. I guess we have, what, two weeks? Yeah, till they announce it. Yeah. But then we have, from there, we have about a month till it actually show Because it's usually, it's usually right before my birthday. It's either the end of February or the beginning of March. Until then, I guess, we'll just... Put a cork in it, and uh, we'll come back to it whenever. Yeah, I get. We'll probably, in all honesty, as soon as they announce everything, we're gonna talk about it. So. Yeah. Until then, guys. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> this is the fucking news. A report says that Star Trek Four has been shelved. Buried within a report recently, um, on the upcoming Game of Thrones prequel series. Um, there was some disappointing news for Star Trek fans. Um, it was revealed by Deadline that the director had been tapped to get behind the camera for HBO's highly in- anticipated, I don't know how highly, but the, the prequel for um, Game of Thrones, The Long Night, I guess. So it's called. Stupid. Anyway, she had made franchise history in April by becoming the first woman ever hired to direct... Star Trek, right? And but then they said, like in the article, that earlier this year Clarkson was the first female director to be tapped to direct a Star Wars, or Star Wars, to direct a Star Trek movie. Not she was my hired, Star Wars. And she, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Not my Star Wars. And she was hired to helm the fourth feature in the current series. That project has since been shelved. This is the one that um, I think. What's his name wanted to do? Yeah, right? um, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, which that that would have been that would have been really interesting. That would have been an interesting movie to <laughs> I, see. I don't know. I honestly don't know how to feel about it, but I, I think it would have been interesting. Django in space. <laughs> everyone just throwing out the hard R. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it is Quentin Tarantino, so yeah. It's like I don't remember Spock saying any of this. <laughs> Samuel Jackson is Spock. <laughs> It'd be a Klingon. 
Uh, oh, man. Yeah, he would. That's racist, but yeah, he would. He'd be the only Klingon that speaks English. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That sucks. I, in all honesty, I, I enjoy these new Star Trek films. Um, I don't know if we ever talked about it, but it they definitely... You know when people say, like, oh, they're bringing it to the new, like, a new century, or, oh, they're making it, you know, making it feel like whatever, blah, blah, blah. I felt like these movies did exactly that. I had no problem with the old movies and TV shows. Like, they just, they all had that, that similar feel, right? But with these, this new era or whatever, it felt, like, refreshing, I guess. It was entertaining. I, I really liked it. Even the last one. Where people were like, "Oh, it sucked," but I was like, "It, it, it continued to do what it did." That's that's pretty was much it, all I was wanted. Was it good? I didn't get to see that one. Yeah, people. Well, because people were like, they made um, what's his name, gay. Oh, it, um, uh, Sulu. Yeah, and they didn't even make him gay. They just they had him. I mean, they did, but it was the it was the last scene where he comes back to his family, and it's his husband. And I, yeah, I not my Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, Trek. <laughs> I should mean, just brought J.J. Amers back for this. <laughs> no, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> um, so being a fan of the series, you know, it kind of sucks. But, I mean, maybe they could do something different if they ever bring it back. Um, maybe it's good that they didn't continue. Because people, you know, they hated the that third one. And, you know, the fourth one, I think... It would have been more interesting, not saying that this girl doesn't have any credit, but I think it would have been more interesting to see it come back with Quinn Tarantino. So maybe it's, maybe it's good, but I don't know. It For someone who genuinely enjoyed this like new era of Star Trek, it's like, uh, that kind of sucks. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe something better could come out of it because right now and say that, most likely another Star Trek's going to come out, whether it's now, whether it's 10 years, whether it's 5 years, whether it's 20 years. They're going to remake another Star Trek movie. and Yeah, maybe it'll come it, back to the Calvin time. Is that the right one? Am I talking about the right thing? I think the Calvin? So. Yeah, because this is a different... This is a different one, right? Yeah. Or maybe, you know, maybe the, a TV show does well enough where they're like, oh, we'll just make a, a movie out of that or... I mean, like, uh, maybe that. I I don't know, but... There's some weird quantum thing where they merge, so there's two um, something, right? They did that already. Whatever, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's why there's the original Spock. I know. And the new one. I know. Which is really cool because it it literally said that the original series happened just in a different timeline. Yeah, see, like... Uh, th- these were good iteration- iterations of it, but May- yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it could come back swinging. You know, they they do it in a couple years, and it ties in with something else. You know, it could do something. They could go a comic book with it, and all of a sudden, you're like do- the doctors in it. Oh, that's true. <laughs> or um, you know, they run into uh, Alien versus Predator or some crazy oh, shit. Alien versus Predator versus Star Trek. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that actually would be kind of cool. <laughs> they, who knows what could happen? But um, it sucks. But I mean, good for her. Marvel's president says hundreds of superheroes could enter MCU following Disney Fox merger. So Kevin Feige said 
that hundreds of superheroes potentially could be joining because of the deal that happened um, last year. Oh my god, I can't believe that was like a year ago already. Jeez, but like he did, he was talking about like one possibility specifically was about um, the Silver Surfer, like having his own film, and he wanted to have it like as like a a speed racer type movie, I guess. I don't I know. I don't know what the hell that means, but but yeah, he said it could be very exciting. And he said he's been dreaming about it for like almost 20 years of being able to bring these characters together and it's like so what does that mean? Does it mean we're going to get new X-Men finally? Is Wolverine going to show up in Endgame finally? That's what the rumor is that nerds on the internet have been saying. Um if they do introduce this stuff I hope they they continue the way they kind of been going, and they make more comic book esque X Men. Yeah, I don't want to see who's that the Australian gay guy, um, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. I really don't want to see him in Wolverine anymore. Like he had his farewell, and it was good. I want to see like five foot four, like stocky as fuck. Wolverine guy. Mm. That's what I want to say. Yeah. So it gives me hope. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I it, I want to know what he means by <laughs> by Silver Surfer, but uh, what was it? Um, Speed Racer. Speed Racer. I have no idea. Like he has like a, what's your pet monkey, right? That's what he has. <laughs> he just has a random pet monkey uh-huh. and it's like, I, uh, Oh, I think I know what he means. His brother died in a car crash, right? And now he's a mysterious racer, and he has to race. Oh, wait, no, that's that ex- that's exactly speed racer. Uh, I I I want to say though that him talking at least about the Silver Surfer does give hope that like, does that mean that they'll eventually bring him in? They're gonna bring him in, right? Yeah. Well, if he's the Silver him, Surfer, right? then yeah, because he's he's a herald then. Mm-hmm. So that means that whether he left or he's still working with I mean but they I mean they could do something weird too where they don't necessarily follow his origin story yeah. and so he's just a a guy <laughs> like a silver guy yeah who serves yeah so mm, I I don't know it but that's, I mean, in all honesty, Marvel's been so well with creating these characters and these stories where even if they're not exactly like the comic books, it's still acceptable. Like, you're like, yeah. okay, sure, whatever. I don't know, but it, it's going to be interesting. And he's right. I mean, they can do a lot <laughs> going forward. It's almost to the point where we have to ask now, like, are they going to continue to connect everything? Or are they going to start going the route what DC should be, and maybe they will? Where standalone? Where yeah, they'll have a standalone film, right? And they'll 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 take this storyline now, and they can do something with these characters. And it's I can say it's both bad and good because then we could get these these storylines people always wanted to see without having a way to be like, well, first we've got to connect it to this movie, then we got to put this in, then yeah, we have to have this before we get to this, and that's how you get that. So I, I don't know. It, it It's going to be interesting. Um, 
You know what I'd love to see is I'd love to see like a short, like a 15, 20 minute short. Now that they're doing the Disney stuff, whatever, maybe even a half an hour or an hour, they should do a short with um, Korg <laughs> and, and, you know, have him direct it. So it'd feel exactly like his movies. Like yeah. imagine, imagine like what we do in the shadows esque uh-huh. movie, like his comedy style and all this <laughs> stuff, but with Korg. And then he could bring in all his friends, you know. It's yeah, like that'd be that actually be really funny. I feel like it's right there in front of their face, and either they know it, and it's just like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll get to it somehow, or they're just like, oh, I don't know. But like, they need to do something like that. And in all honesty, they could do stuff like that now because we're getting the the Disney um, Plus, Disney Plus, and. They're you know they're doing like the the TV shows and the whatever with all these different characters. They could do stuff like this now where people love Korg, so let's give Korg like a TV show and he's running into these characters, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that actually be pretty funny. I'd watch. I'd watch that. Or like um you know they they do a season where you know uh you get to see you know Spider Man and um Deadpool like. You know, they have like their own their own little short series, you know, whatever, right? Uh-huh. And doesn't have to do anything big. It's just them in the city. You know what I mean? Like they could do shit like that now if, you know, all of this is finally when it's all out there done. I think they could do stuff like that. And I think that would be great for the fan. We're talking about fan service. Now you don't have to sit through all these movies to Oh well, when are they going to bring this character? They could, they can now implant these characters in these short stories or these movies or limited limited series or whatever, right? And then when they do bring them on TV, it's like, or when they do bring them on in the movies, if they do, they can be like, oh, huh, cool, like now he's in there, like finally, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's not going to feel weird anymore because it's not, it's not like. We're doing with Daredevil, where it's like, oh yeah, it's loosely in the same universe, or or Agents of Shield, where it's like, oh yeah, it was, and then it wasn't, and there's these characters, but now there is. Oh wait, I think it's still. I don't know. Now they could legit say like, hey, this is Wolverine, and <laughs> he's doing this, and oh now he's in the movies, and you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I think this is a good idea. Um, I just want everything to be signed, on the line, there, done. No more paperwork so we can finally get all this shit. Especially because we've been wanting this for so goddamn long. But yeah, uh, it's pretty cool. I guess time will tell. Have you ever been on your own before? No, never. Your last relationship lasted how many years? Around 12. Sexual preference? Women. Is there a bisexual option available? No, sir. This option is no longer available. Hmm. And the dog? My brother. He was here a couple of years ago, but he didn't make it. Did you read the leaflet? Yes, I did. As you understand from your brother's experience, if you fail to fall in love with someone during your stay here, you'll turn into an animal. Have you ever danced with anybody? Yes. As an animal, you'll have a second chance to find a companion. What sort of dancing did you do? Just depends on the music. Mind if I join you? 
no coincidence that the targets are shaped like single people and not couples. Did you catch rabbits? Catching a rabbit is difficult. Thank you very much. If you need more rabbits, I'll bring you more. You promise? You can be a loner as long as you like. There is no time limit. Any romantic or sexual relations are punished. We have to be totally synchronized. Three, two. You, you're like a brother to me. Oh, you're my best friend in the whole world. I don't think I'm your best friend in the whole world. Now, have you thought of what animal you'd like to be if you end up alone? Yes, a lobster. A lobster is an excellent choice. If you encounter any problems you cannot resolve yourselves, you will be assigned children. That usually helps. Twenty sixteen's The Lobster comes from the mind of Yorgos Lathamos and shows us the world where coupling matters the most. And if ever found single, you are required to find a partner, or else you shall be turned into an animal of your choice. That's where we find David, played by Colin Farrell, who is now entering the program after his wife left him for another man. David enters the hotel with forty-five days to find a new partner, or else suffer the same fate as his brother, who is now a dog. Once there, he's asked off the bat what animal he'd like to be, in case he doesn't find someone, and he answers, a lobster. Now with his fate set, he must find a connection or else. Quickly he makes friends with two other men, John who suffers from a limp, and Robert who has a lisp. The program has many rules and regulations, from staying away from the couple's areas, to no masturbation, and even mandatory sexual stimulation from staff. But one thing that they have that works in favor of the guests is hunting. The group is led to the forest where deserters of the program live. And for every one person shot and brought back, you receive an extra day. One heartless woman in particular is quite good at it, having more than 100 days received so far. As time gets closer, the boys are more desperate to find a mate, with John faking bloody noses in order to trick a girl into pairing with him. And it works, as only two days pass before they head into the next stage. David, feeling rushed, does the same. He puts on a facade for the heartless woman, so they can move on. But while on the next stage, she kills his brother and tries to turn him in, which forces him to run away into the woods with the help of a maid. Now a part of the loners, he's given training on how to stay alive during the hunt and also has to follow rules of no flirting of any sort, no dancing with anyone, and even digging your own grave. It's not long till David sees a short-sighted woman, played by Rachel Weiss, who's just like him. She saves him during one of the hunts, and he repays her by trapping rabbits for her. Fairly quickly, the two develop a relationship, but going out of their way to not make full contact, and instead make up a language of motions and gestures so no one can hear or understand what they are saying to one another. But the leader of the group starts to see that something is up when they all start making their way into the city for supplies and such. Before David is able to run away with her, she is blinded by a doctor in town under the order of the leader, 
and her and David's relationship is almost abandoned until David comes up with the plan to knock out and tie up the leader and run away. Once in town, David decides that he'll make himself blind as well, so the two can be similar once more. But as David is in the restroom with a knife to his eye, the short-sighted woman, now blind, sits in the booth waiting for David to return. So, the lobster, mm-hmm. aka Dom's life. That's my life. Just kind of how they were. It's like I could see Dom doing that, where he's like, "Ah, oh, yes, you, you also have big feet. We should be a couple." <laughs> like, <Thanks. laughs> just that absurdness, though, yeah. was like. Well, that's what I love about Yorgos Lathamos, because, like, as we've seen with Killing of a Sacred Deer, he has he has a way with not only film but like the way a film is written. Like, he has a, a way with directing too, like the actors. Like, it works well for like this type of film, especially because, like, with Killing of a Sacred Deer, when they're when we're all, when we're first met with everyone, everyone's so monotone and like all oh, very to the point, but it's. It's not until they start to lose themselves, right? And they start to change when they start to become more lively. But here, I think it paints more of like, this is just society. Yeah. Like, these are are how these people are, you know? And it's not that they don't have emotions. It's just, it's how how everyone reacts to one another, right? Because, like, uh, in the beginning, like, when when, um, John, he... He says that, oh, uh, you know, my wife passed. I loved her so much, whatever, right? But the way he says it, it's like, my wife passed. I love her so much. I miss her every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, there's emotion there. Just they don't they don't know how to, or in this universe, they don't project it like we usually see. And what, I, what makes it even funnier is, like, right after he tells this, he tells that story, right? He tells, like, how his mom was turned into a wolf. She was thrown into the zoo. He tried, and, like, that's how he's a limp. And his wife, you know, his wife died, right? And this, like, long story, right, emotional. They're sitting there silent, like, wow, that was powerful, right? Then they invite on the girl next, and what does she say? She says something like, Oh, I'm so glad to, it's been, it's really my second day here. Like, uh, hopefully it's fun or something like, and it's just, see, it's like that, like, that's what it is. It's like, it's, it's funny because of how like awkward it is and how like it can go from being super serious to this person kind of saying something which, but they're not meaning to be like funny. It's just because of like, they're not taking into account like the, the way that the room is being read. Yeah. And that's, I think that's why, like, it, it paints a really interesting universe. Mm-hmm. Um, one that I would hope I was never in. Oh, yeah, I know. Me but um, I remember when this movie came out, Tyler saw it, and he wanted... I, I don't know if he wanted to go see it or if you... I, but I remember him telling me after he did see it, and he was like, yeah, I really liked it. But he didn't really say much, but I, I remember him telling me about it, but I don't remember him telling me the story. But I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I watch it. And I, I thought it was interesting, but I just, I never got to watch it. And then, especially, you know, after Killing My Sacred Deer, where it's like, oh, yeah, like, definitely I should probably watch it. And then time goes on, I just completely fucking forgot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then you're like, oh, we should watch it. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's watch it. 
And yeah, I got exactly what I think I wanted from this movie. Um, obviously, way more funnier than Killing a Sacred Deer. But yeah, it like it's so intriguing going through this whole process with him, right? Yeah. And it's funny, too, because you're also frustrated sometimes <laughs> with, like, what they do and what they say. And it's like, just fucking do this or, you know, just say this. Like, at the end, right, where they're, like, <laughs> they're playing the, um, what does he call it? The fill it in or touch it and guess it game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, is that a, a kiwi? He's like, yes, 10 out of 10. Um, but, like, he, you know, he's trying to, he's still trying to be with her. And she's like, oh, no, we can't. You know, like, we're not, you know, we're not the same anymore. And it's just like, but you guys love each other. Like, just be together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, I think movies like this, at least I can speak for ourselves. But movies like this are the ones that we're drawn into more is because they don't have to have the 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 funny like <laughs> like it's just <laughs> when everything's happening it gets funnier and funnier yeah and it's it's monotone like and the the score oh man i love that the mm-hmm. the the little like i don't know what like that little haunting type of music they play well, throughout the whole thing one thing too like they the like when they're playing the music where the the two direct like the, the Olivia Coleman and her husband are like singing they're like performing but like they do this like very slow mo shot but they slow down the audio too and it just makes it sound like well, it's, yeah I'm beautifully shot uh-huh. obviously oh my god yes um but like to go back to the point of like it being funny f- but like not like like I know this was probably intentional but like the part towards the end where like they're becoming more like closer and closer right and like they're touch they're in the 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 parents house and like they're kind of like holding <laughs> yeah. hands like touching each other and like like he's like she's like like snuggled up on him and then like he's he, he going gives, at it yeah, he gives her like a kiss <laughs> and they just start like making out like hardcore <coughs> and like the guy's on the couch and he's just like kind of like looking at him <laughs> <laughs> Like, with them just, like, kind of touching each other, little things. I was like, oh, she's going to get mad. And then they start, like, fully going at it. They're just, like... While her parents are in it. Yeah, they're, like, this close to, like, having sex on the couch. (laughs) Or, like, um... Like, right before that, when they start coming up with their sign languages and stuff. Oh, yeah. They're just over here, like... And it cuts, and she's all, like, moving her her noses or whatever. Or even at the end when um after she's blind and he's like trying to they're coming up with the the idea how he's like uh hand to the feet up to the the whatever and then uh legs crossed blah 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 she goes you really gonna do (laughs) (laughs) i like when like they do all the whatever gestures and like his is saying like I think he's saying like I love you or something. I don't remember what he oh, says. Yeah, she's like, and, fuck yeah, me. yeah, yeah, like oh it's fuck or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it, like I think if you watch this with like a a, a normal moviegoer, someone who's mainly going to see like the big pictures, um, maybe like oh yeah, I remember this from my past or oh Mary Poppins, you know whatever. I think if you go with someone like that, someone who's not really into 
more artistic films and stuff. They'll look at us and be like, this isn't funny. This is weird. And it's like, but that's why it's funny. That's, that's, what, that's why. Like, like even like the, the fucked up stuff is really funny. <laughs> like, when the girl dies and she throws herself off and he's like, so he's talking to the psycho <laughs> lady and he's like, yeah, I hope she, actually I hope she dies uh, slower yeah. in pain, like, but just not from my room, you know, whatever. And like, it's all because he's trying to, you know, trick her. And at first I didn't get it. I was just seeing like, oh, what a dick. Yeah, but, but no. then like, but then when he goes, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. He's trying to do exactly what, was it John did? Yeah. He's just trying to Just with the fucking psycho. I like to, when like, they're putting on the, they're trying to explain to them like why it's important to have like couples, right? And they're like, "Oh, woman goes out by herself." And then, <laughs> yeah. like, oh no, help! Someone's just like, <laughs> like he's raping her. <laughs> not not that rape is funny, but like just how the, they reenact the, how it, they ena- yeah, quote unquote. Or like, man sits alone and eats dinner, and he's all choking, like no one could save him. Yeah, they're like. The movie's so weird and intriguing. It's like, even in, in the beginning, like, I kind of knew what it was about. Oh. So in the beginning, I, like, sh- the girl rolls up and she shoots the like, mini horse or oh, whatever. Yeah. At first, I was like, why the fuck? And then I was like, oh, it's probably someone she knew. Yeah. Um, and then, they're you know, they're going on. And it's like, I don't know. It, it's one of those movies that, like, we talk about weird and out there movies. And, like... I would even say, you know, I think this is it's maybe a little bit more out there than Killing of a Sacred Deer. Because I feel like with Killing of a Sacred Deer, you have these characters on this linear path, right? Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, you know, maybe this you know, the dad does this and the daughter does this. And they're all weird and whatever, but they're all, it's all coming to an end. It's all coming to like one single point. With this one, it's like you're introducing all these random characters and stuff like the um the maid mm-hmm. um, like I love like when the, like when they cut back to like her in the forest and they're all doing their techno dance yeah <laughs> techno dancing <laughs> she's like really getting into it <laughs> like I don't know like everything about this movie was good uh, oh. and every and I think because it's so absurd that every little part that was meant to be funny is even funnier and the parts that weren't meant to be funny or the parts that were like more subtle funny yeah become funnier um even like the little things where he was like do you dance yes what kind of dance do you do <laughs> and he's like oh, just a dance like moving whatever like it's it's so weird to just you start laughing and laughing even it's when like it's so fucking weird like they get into like they um, John C. Riley and uh, the other guy, they, they start fighting. And he's, like, trying to break him up. Colin Farrell's trying to break him up. But even that just is done so, like, it's so weird. Like, it's like people don't, like, this isn't how people really react to things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the guy's all, notice how the the targets are single people, not couples. <laughs> or even the, John, the when John C. Riley's about to shoot him, and he was like, no, you're always my best friend. And he's like, but John you talk to yeah, you talk to John way more than me. Who? John. Oh, who? John. Oh, ha. I almost forgot his name. I don't remember him very much. Yeah, you are the one that is my best friend that I so, always well, think about. I'm, I've got to shoot you though. He's all. 
Well, I've always hated you. You're, you got a stupid <laughs> face or something, right? Yeah, he's like, you have a very ugly face. <laughs> like you think, you know, an extra day is going to help? It's not. Just move out here with us. <laughs> yeah, this is a movie that I, th- I thought was going to be interesting. I didn't realize I was going to like it as much as I did. Yeah, me either. But, um... I thought I'd like it, but, like, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, Yorgos Lathamos knows how to make a good film. Yeah. Knows how to make an interesting film, too. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, and it's really cool that you can you can have a certain stamp when you're a director, right? Where you just know that, oh, of, yeah, of course they directed this. So, oh, yeah, they, they wrote this. Oh, yeah, of course they did, right? Yeah. Um, I think that shows a lot of talent. Like, yeah. we talk about with Guillermo del Toro. Like, he just has a certain... He has a certain flavor to him when he has something attached to his name and not yes and not only that it's like him like spike jones like they they have these ideas like right like yorgos they have like these ideas for like this is what i want the movie to be about i'm not going to change what it's it's literally about people who get turned into animals if they don't find a couple like a, a partner like if you told somebody on the street like hey watch this movie like where um this guy falls in love with his um, operating system like how weird does that sound like oh hey that's this woman who falls in love with the all these movies have a underlying connections about love mm-hmm. but anyways about this woman who falls in love with the fish man like you know what I mean like I love that when people are like I have this idea I'm not changing my idea for anyone like this is what I want this is the movie I want to make I'm not changing it any producer would sit down and, and read this and be like I you need to change a lot of this. Like, a lot of this needs to change. <laughs> but I think, yeah, you're, you're right. Especially with something so weird, it's easy to just write it off. But, like, he does it so well because everything that's, like, underlined, you don't see at first because it's just it's so weird and awkward. Like, you think that this is so crazy that, oh, like, they have to find a partner and, like, you know, 45 days, and like, oh, this is going to happen, and like how they run. It sounds so ridiculous. When he leaves, you think, oh, this is going to be different. But then he falls into another society <laughs> where it's like, no, like you have to stay single, and you can't do this. Yeah. This is what we do. And, but you know what I mean? So it's like, and, it, and it's, I think it's kind of like, like society now where they say all the time, like, oh, you know, like, uh, for, for instance, it's like, like with with me, it's like oh you know uh, yeah I don't follow society's norm. Like, yeah, I listen to punk rock and hardcore. But then you get into that stuff and oh oh you know yeah people you know you listen to these bands and you dress this way and you know you got it's like it's, it's the same fucking thing. It's just a different yeah you know version. It's just it's it's different version. It's a, and it's different people telling you what to do. Yeah. I think you could find other people to break the movie down better than we can, but it definitely gets into like, like how people see couples versus being single, and then how it's like all one and the same, and then and like, like that you have to carry around like your marriage license on you or whatever, like that shows that you're married, and this and that. like it's the obviously like it's a controlling state too, like you can't even live in a city without like oh I have to have a partner, like I can't be single single. It it's an interesting movie. I'll say that. See um, if you can. Yeah, it it's definitely worth the watch. If you're right, if if you're a fan of anything he's done, I haven't seen his movies before this. Yeah, two more. Two I think more? so. Like two. I think. Uh, it'd be. I'd be interesting. Oh I, yeah. I really want to see those. I'm pretty sure they're gonna be just as interesting. But yeah, see what he does with the favorite. 
Um, good film. Lobster hard. Ooh, lobster hard. Mm. That sounds so good. Mm, lobster sounds so good right now. 10 out of 10 would watch it again. So this week we're going to do blind items again. Okay. Um, is it because of the Golden Globes? Yeah. There's actually a lot. Okay, so... <laughs> defying a publicist, a reporter asks this A-list singer, A-list actress, about her support of R. Kelly. The actress replied, that's not why everyone is here tonight. Lady Gaga? It's Lady Gaga. <laughs> Which, I, like, she's been asked about it a lot, right? I think so. Well, it blew up, like, over the last week or something. Was she in a relationship with R. Kelly before? Is that what? No. I you know what I think they I think they had a collaboration oh, a while ago. Okay, that's probably what it is. So he she probably oh I know what the the question they actually want to ask is like how many girls did she get for him, right? Mm-hmm. That he could not not only underage but that he could also pee on, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what he that's his thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This A list mostly movie actress spent much of last night at an after party sexting. Her celebrity ex because he had given her a large amount of cash last week. Glenn Close. No. Amy Adams. No. Rachel Weiss. Mm-mm. Glenn Close. <laughs> no. Who is it? Amber Heard. Yeah. Sexting Elon Musk. I guess. Is, God, is he still him. going out with uh, that one chick? He's going on with someone else now? Yeah, he's going on with some singer girl. I can't, can't remember. I thought they were still oh, going out. Oh, that's right. I don't know. I don't. I, I know what you're talking about, but I don't know what you're talking about. So <laughs> he gave her... A large amount of cash, A large amount of cash. And so she's like, here you go. <laughs> if you want a photo with this A-list, mostly movie actor, who looks like he will continue to have installments of a rube of a rebooted franchise. You were going to feel his hand on your ass and you, and we're going to get hit on. Instead of outrage, one woman told him she was willing to hook up right then. Mostly movie. Could Will ins- Smith. No, installments of a rebooted franchise. Yeah, Will Smith, Independence Day. But he's not in he's not in it anymore. I mean, he's mentioned in it. That's true. You want me to give you a hint? Is it Elon Musk? It's not, it's not Elon Musk. It's about boxing. Uh, Michael B. Jordan? Yeah. So I guess he's like not only filling up on women and hitting on them, but one woman was like willing to have sex right then and there. And it's like, that's understandable. It's understandable. But I feel like he doesn't need to fill up on women because they'll let him do it anyways. Well, that's that's, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So it's like, don't be a creep, because they'll come to you. Yeah. Like, don't worry about you it. You don't have to be creepy, because you're going to get it anyway. Yeah. It's not like you're you're on the fringe of Hollywood, and they're like, oh, yeah, you're kind of famous, I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, no, no. He's famous. Yeah. And he's good looking. Mm-hmm. You just wait for him. Like, all you have to do is wait. Yeah. Just wait. Yeah. <sighs> Stars these days. I know. These two winners last night were definitely united in the sense they want one or the other to win on Oscar night and not this singer slash actress who hasn't put her 
hasn't put in her dues. Glenn Close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, the second right. And what did you say again? These two These winners two? last night were definitely united in the sense they wanted one or the other to win on Oscar night and not this singer slash actress who hasn't put in her dues. Olivia Coleman. It's Olivia Coleman. Yeah, she seems like a bitch. <laughs> Glenn Close seems like a bitch, too. <laughs> but yeah, they're both conspiring to be like, oh, Lady Gaga better not win. I guess in, if, if that is true, I hope that Lady Gaga wins uh, Academy Award. Me too. I You know what? Now I'm a little... Like, I do want Olivia Colman to win because she is a really good actress. But then again, like, Lady Gaga did... Like, having seen the film, like, twice, A Star is Born, like, she does a really good job. But yeah, I, I think people are, are easily just, oh, she's not that good. It's like, no. You watch the movie and she does really fucking well. That whole movie is really good. Like, everyone in it's good. Like, yeah. literally everyone in it like is good Bradley like I was surprised by like Bradley Cooper too like at the end you're like because I felt like more the movie like I hate to say this but it, it kind of was more about him right and then even what's what's his name Sam Elliott like yeah. he does a that's good, what that's what I was gonna say he like, does a good job just a small and like, even like the dice man <laughs> you know, that's, that's literally <laughs> what I was gonna say is like you take you take like people like that right who you've seen many times and yeah they're good in this but they were good like they were good good in this like i never thought i'd be like oh yeah andrew dice clay is like amazing in this movie it's like no he plays a perfect father figure uh-huh. for her. it's and it's almost hard now to say like who else could have played that role you know what that you know what i mean <laughs> yeah this foreign born b plus list mostly movie actor is closeted and has repeatedly denied being gay remy malik that new blockbuster movie of his is going to ramp up the rumor mill. I mean, oh no. Also, if you don't want people talking, then perhaps don't bring your boyfriend out with you and hold his hand and kiss his cheek all night. Um, the Alan John guy. Yeah, uh, Taron Egerton. Yeah. Can, yeah. can I remember his name? You see pictures of his quote unquote boyfriend? No. Uh, Why would No, I, just, I, I was wondering because. Um, what is this? I heard unquote? that before. Is it Rami Malek? Where he he was gay or he might be gay or something. He's like, what? I'm not gay. I'm not gay. I'm a proper straight guy, I is. Yeah, or just because... Oh, you think I, I'm gay because I'm coming out of that Alton John flick, eh? Yeah, he's a... What are they... What are, oh, he's the one who's bad, not me. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, he made me suck a lot of dicks because that's <laughs> what he said. That's how I get in the character, but... It doesn't make me gay. They're the ones getting their dick sucked by a guy. And then the producer comes on. He's like, "No one told you to do that." Um, it doesn't say who his boyfriend is or anything. No, it doesn't say it in here. Uh, probably but, some rando. Yeah. This permanent A A minus list, mostly movie actress who has done equally well as of late in television, so that she probably had a few more nominations left in her at the gold at the Globes because of a. Because of all the sexual favor she provided to the voters through actresses she's known. She said she is too tired to do all that any longer and won't pay money directly to them like some others do. So she won't probably ever win again. The TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she had a, like a, she had a hit 
a hit TV show. She yeah. did well in TV and movies. Yeah. Like was she in a pretty popular movie? Yeah, she's in. Yeah, she's been in pretty popular movies. And at least a big TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna tell Charlize you. Charlize Theron. No. Damn it. Who is it? Nicole Kidman. What was she in TV? Well, remember the HBO show, um, like a year or two ago. Oh, what was it called? Something lies or something. Pretty Little Liars. No, um, it was. Uh, what the hell was that show called? It was on HBO. Um, Westworld. No, different show. Big Little Lies. I guess. Well, it was a it was a pretty big show. Like I like either what was it like two years ago? No, Jesus Christ! Now it's like two years ago because we're in like 2019 already. Wow. So she's not gonna be fucking people anymore. So nope. So no she ain't gonna, gonna be getting it. no more wins. Uh uh-uh. uh. And she knows it too. She's like, I'm okay, even though I got more nominations. She had twelve nominations in so, her, her whole career. So then the only reason why Remy Malik won is because he's because he probably sucked off a yeah. bunch of people. Well, yeah, duh. That's why um, Taron Egerton is gonna win next year. But that's well, he, but he's not gay. Okay, obviously. Honestly, I never would have thought about that. There's a lot of things that I that like I read through this stuff and I'm like, huh, would never have thought of that. Yeah, I think uh, I think blind items like this after award shows, I think those are always pretty cool because mm-hmm. it's almost like some of the stuff you hear seems outrageous. Yeah, where you're like, there's no way, but then you're thinking no like, but also like, someone must be really clever to come up with these. Or this or whatever story about said person. But it's also like, I also, because you hear a lot of times like, oh yeah, these Oscar parties are so crazy. Or like, oh, these these Emmy pre-shows, like, oh, you know, it's it's insane. Or, you know, like, oh yeah, you definitely want to go to this Grammy party. Or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it always seems like there's, it would make sense that these things would happen at these award shows or around these award shows, so... I'm going to say that probably the majority of these are probably true. Yeah. If not all of them. Probably. Um, especially because you'll come up on things where it's like, oh, I never, like Nicole Kidman. Like, I I don't know, just never really thought of her as much as being like a handjobby type of girl. Mm-hmm. But now I think about it, it's like, I actually, I actually see it now. <laughs> she does got those long, lanky fingers that she likes to. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I hear that, like, some people want her to just lie, lie there and, like, pretend she's dead. <laughs> um, but then you have the um, the Egerton guy, mm-hmm. who's like, I've heard that before, that yeah. he's gay. And so when you say stuff like that, it's like, well, that seems to be true. Did he bring someone to the... I don't know. I don't, I don't, like... I don't watch the pre the, the red, red carpets. Like, that's one thing I'll probably never watch, <laughs> I really don't care. Well, you don't want to watch the red carpet? Um... But, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, interesting. I guess we'll have more of this, you know, come award or um, Academy Award time. But until then, let's go ahead and put a finger in it because we don't have no more corks. I use them all up, actually. Oh. Yeah, so we got to stick our finger in it and just leave it. 
Just but I have it. to go to work tomorrow. Oh, you better take it with you, cause gotta. gotta I go to work. It. They're like, Dom, you can't bring that with you to the floor. I I have to put my finger. In. Like we ran out of corks. They're like, what? Never mind. <laughs> but we'll end it right here. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Yes, thank you. You're coming on our our journey of 2019, if you will. 2019. Uh, <laughs> if you want to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, go ahead, check us out. Our handles are intb underscore podcast. On there, you'll see links to our Pippa page, which has all of our episodes. So if you want to catch up or, you know, browse through, see what movies we did, or maybe if you see something we didn't do, you know, hit us up on our uh, email account at intbpodcast at gmail.com and yeah I mean let us know if you guys think someone was robbed at the awards or if you think someone else should have won because I'm pretty sure there's a lot yeah and if you think that Bohemian Rhapsody deserved to win you know you know like fuck you but like you can tell us that yeah I mean mean, we'll well, right back, fuck you, but, you know, if you want to tell us that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and like I said, we'll we'll talk about this stuff more, especially, I think, more at length with uh, the Academy Awards. Because, like you said with this before, it's like, yeah, it's interesting, but it's nothing to, like, be excited about, which you're totally right, because it seemed like shit. But and we still have the Critics' Choice Awards. Too, oh yeah, to, the Critics' Choice Awards. So I mean, they're not going to make a mistake. Hopefully, God, they're not going to make a mistake like the Golden Globes did. But I'm just saying. Hopefully. Hopefully. Like the Critics' Awards, I think, I think I'd I'd be more entertained to watch something like that as opposed to like these or the Academy Awards. But I mean, we'll see. Mm. We'll see you guys. But uh, until then, remember, guys. It's not that bad. It's not that bad.